My name is Esmeralda de Belgique, and I am the president of King Leopold III Fund for Nature Exploration and Conservation. I'm also a journalist, an author, and an activist for human rights, in particular the rights of women and the rights of indigenous peoples. What is your work and how does it relate to climate change? Well, along with my work in the field of biodiversity, I focus on amplifying the voices of indigenous people and raising awareness about the struggle for their rights. Indigenous peoples are among the most vulnerable to the climate crisis for several reasons. First, they suffer both from the direct impacts of the climate breakdown as well as the elements causing it, like uh, deforestation, mining, oil extracting. Secondly, they live in regions of the world widely affected by the climate change, uh, whether it is in the poles, the rainforests of Africa and South America, or in the islands of the Pacific, which are threatened by the rising sea level. Finally, because they are among the poorest and they are marginalized. So now it's important to remember that the struggle of indigenous peoples for their rights has its roots in colonialism, when the European powers, on the pretext of civilization and modernization, plundered the lands of First Nation people in the Americas, Africa and Asia, with violence bringing suffering, killings to the people, as well as environmental degradation and the descendants of indigenous people were marginalized and treated as second-class citizens. Today, we can observe the same pattern of violence and exploitation by a new form of colonialism. I, I like to compare it to a virus which has mutated, which is slashing environmental laws to allow big multinational companies to invade indigenous land to extract resources to drill, mine, impose dams, expel people, poison soils and rivers. Why is COP26 important to your work? Well, because it's absolutely essential to recognize the vital role of indigenous people in the protection of biodiversity and in the fight against climate change. They might only represent 5% of the world population, but they protect 80% of our biodiversity and they have done that for millennia, living sustainably and in harmony with nature. They know that human beings are part of nature and not outside, something that we have forgotten in our modern way of living. The rights of nature is now gaining momentum as we grasp the damages inflicted by treating nature as property. And Ecuador, for example, is adopting these rights in their constitution, Bangladesh uh, giving legal rights to rivers, and other countries recognizing that ecosystems are not only resources to use, but living entities. But that is the concept Pachamama, Mother Nature, which is at the heart of indigenous culture. We have so much to learn from indigenous knowledge. They show us how to ensure food security and to protect forests and rivers. They also have insight on weather patterns and agricultural techniques. So yes, they are the first victims of climate change, but they possess an incredible valuable knowledge for adaptation and mitigation. If women's voice were equally represented at COP26, what difference would it make? First, I would say it would only be justice 
we are half of the world and we should be equally represented at the most important climate summit, which will define our future. And because we know that climate change is not gender neutral, again, like for indigenous people, it affects women disproportionately because of the role of society uh, that society has defined for them as carers for their family and community, and also the charge of collecting wood and water, the danger and violence they face when they are forced to migrate. But they are also remarkable agents of change on the field. And they manage natural resources, they rebuild communities with empathy. Still, women are underrepresented at every level of decision making. A meager 30% at best in some delegation. Although we have seen that during the pandemic, countries ruled by female president or prime minister have often performed better than their male counterparts with empathy, transparency and honesty. And also at the COP21, it was two women, Laurence Tubiana and Christiana Figueres, who had a crucial impact in the success of the Paris Agreement. We are facing incredible challenges and an existential crisis we need the knowledge and expertise of everyone.